Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak. Alel aşrafil anbiya ve murselin nebine Muhammed. Ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme teslimen kathira. Ama ba'd. Ve hayakumullah cemiyen. Ve barakallahu fikum. Elhamdülillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this opportunity to address our in the community of Salafi Center, Manchester, once again. And Allah Ta'ala knows best, maybe address others as well. And when discussing the affair and the topics that we wish to discuss today, and, you know, having mashawara with the ikhwa and discussing what's the best, uh, what's the best affair to discuss, and looking at what's pertinent, no doubt, this affair of sabr, this affair of patience is one which is <coughs> pertinent at all times, at all times for the servant of Allah, Taala. as many of you may know, when Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, he mentions the affair, or the three affairs, the three affairs that are the affairs which are attached to the Sa'adat al-Abd, the happiness of the servant of Allah in the dunya and akhirah. And from these affairs he mentions, Rahimahullah, فَإِذَا بْتُلِيَ sabara. And so if he is tested, he is patient. He is patient upon those tests. And so, this is something which is am, it's something which is general. When we discuss the affair of patience, that the servant must be patient with the trials. The servant must look at trials that befall him or those around him and be patient upon them and seek to remain steadfast upon them. And no doubt we live in a time now, especially this year and the months that have preceded, where patience is required even more so. The individual must be patient upon changes that have been brought before us in our societies. Whether that be harms or affairs that have come about that <clears throat> have direct effects or negative effects upon our quality of life and our standard of living by way of these lockdowns and other than that. But even more so, the fact that these lockdowns and affairs such as these have brought about the closing of the masajid or a decrease in the amount of actions that we have been able to do previously. And so no doubt it's upon the servant to be patient upon these things. First and foremost, reflect upon these affairs and look at them and be well aware that no doubt it's an ibtila, it's a test and a trial from Allah Ta'ala. And likewise, 
we turn to Allah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he returns us back to a state when we're able to attend the masajid. When us as the rijal, the men, are able to establish the salat al-jama'ah within the masajid. When we're able to come and sit together in the gatherings of ilm, the gatherings of knowledge, and benefit one another by way of the discussion of ilm, discussion of ilm al-shari'i, al-ilm al-nafi, the beneficial knowledge, knowledge of the sharia. And that if we are returned to such a state, that no doubt, we are well aware, we are well aware that this affair of patience and this affair is one which we should be grateful for when we returned back to the masajid, when we returned back to our ikhwa, akhawat, individuals that we may have not been able to see and visit and establish and, co- and continue this affair of brotherhood with, due to the effects of what we find us of the situation that we find ourselves in. But before any of that occurs, upon us is the affair of sabr. Upon us is the affair of patience and upholding it and holding on firm to it. As mentioned, this is the um, this is a means of a person attaining happiness in the dunya and the akhirah. That a person doesn't despair of harms that befall him. And the Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that the servant must be patient upon three affairs. The first of them is that he is patient in relation to ta'atillah. Being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The adherence to the affair of patience and obedience. Instinct to that which he's been commanded with. The second affair is patience in relation to the affair of staying away from ma'asi. Staying away from disobedience. Avoiding any action of disobedience with Allah ta'ala. And the third is that the servant must be made, remain patient and remain patient upon that which befalls him from calamities. Or anything that befalls him from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained to occur. This is how a person must adhere to patience. And what I wanted to discuss today was some of the speech from Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, in relation to some affairs that aid the servant in remaining patient. That aid the servant in remaining patient. And when we go through them, you will notice that a lot of the affairs that he refers to, rahimahullah, are in relation to pardoning one another and forgiving one another. 
for no doubt, when a person must is seeking to adhere to patience, from the hardest means of a person, being patient is being patient with the khalq, being patient with the creation. Being patient when you are harmed by an individual. For indeed, the nafs, a person within their own self, they lean towards the affair of intiqam. They lean towards the affair of seeking vengeance. And so then by way of that, it's important that the person remains patient with it. With whatever harm comes to them from a person, from an individual. And they do not seek to overstep the bounds by way of seeking this vengeance. Which the nafs inclines towards Aslan. And so, now we seek to discuss some of these affairs mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, from the affairs that aid the servant in remaining patience and so the first of them one of them as he mentions and yashhad and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala khalik al-af'al al-ibad harakatuhum wa sakanatuhum wa iradatuhum fama sha'allah kan wa ma lam yashak lam yukun fala yataharrak fil alam al-uluwi wal-sufli dhurrata illa bi-ithni wa mashiyatih والعباد العالى فانظر إلى الذي صلتهم عليك ولا تنظر أفعلهم بك تسترح من الحم والغم والحزن and so the first affair mentioned here is that the servant bears witness that Allah سبحانه وتعالى is the خالق الأفعال العباد he's the creator and by way of that, he is the creator of the actions of the servants, by their movements, and by way of that, their intents. So anything that Allah wills to occur, will occur. Anything that he does and he will, does not will to occur, will not occur. So anything that moves within the earth or within the world, whether it be at a high level or a lower level, cannot move except with his permission, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And except with his will. And the ibad, the servants are just an ala. This is a tool. And so the individual should look to the one that has authority over them, establish authority over them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not look to, merely look at their actions. Not to merely look at their actions. And then this will be a means of a person having salvation and being free from anxieties Depressions and sadnesses. That was the first affair mentioned. Well, Thani, the second. And yashhadu dhunubuhu wa anna Allah inna ma sallatuhum alayhi bi dhanbi. 
كما قاله تعالى وما أصابكم من مصيبة فيما كسبت أيديكم ويعفو عن كثير and so the first the second affair is that the person bears witness to their own sins and they look at their own sins and that Allah Ta'ala allow for a person's dhunub to be a means that a means of their test or overcoming them as Allah as Allah mentions and that which befalls you from a musibah from a calamity then is what your hands have earned and much is pardoned I much is pardoned from you. So then, Shaykh al-Islam, Rahimahullah, he goes on to mention, فَإِذَا شَهِدَ الْعَبْدَ أَنَّ جَمِيعَ مَا يُنَالُهُ مِنَ الْمَكْرُوهُ فَسَبَبُهُ ذُنُوبُ وَاشْتَغَلْ بِالتَّوْبُ وَاسْتِغْفَارَ مِنْ ذُنُوبَ الَّتِي صَلَّتْهُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ ذَمِّهِمْ وَلَوْمِهِمْ وَالْوَقِيَةِ فِيهِمْ وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الْعَبْدِ يَقَعَ فِي النَّاسِ إِذَا آذُوهُ وَلَا يَرْجِعِ إِلَى نَفْسِ بِاللَّوْمْ وَلَا الْإِسْتِغْفَارِ فَعْلَمْ أَنَّ مَسِيبَتَهُ مَسِيبَةٌ حَقِيقِيَةٌ وَإِذَا تَابَ اشْتَغْفَرْ وَقَالْ هَذَا بِالذُّنُوبِ صَارَرْ فِي حَقِّهِ النِّعْمَةٌ And so, we have dimensioned as well that in relation to this affair, if the servant looks towards his own self and brings himself to account, and that he looks at these, he looks at what has befallen him from a trial or a calamity and he ascribes it to his sins. This will lead him to busy himself with tawbah. This will lead him to busy himself with seeking forgiveness and repenting from these sins that have overcome him or brought about this affair that has overcome him. And then if you see a servant that has fallen into a sin, however, he does not return the affair back to himself, then know that this musibah, that this calamity was a calamity in reality. However, if this individual, after a calamity has befallen him, it causes him to repent and seek forgiveness. And he says, And this is by way of my sins. Then this has become in reality a ni'mah. This has become a blessed affair for him. Why? Because it's led him to an affair of obedience. It's led him to an affair of ibadah. I.e. the affair of tawbah. Another than that. The third affair mentioned here. By Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Zan yashhad al-abd husn al-thawab al-lazhi wa'ad Allah liman afa wa sabr. And the third is that the servant... He bears witness 
to the thawab, to the reward, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to the one that pardons and the one that is patient. Naam. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَجَزَاءُ سَيِّئَةٌ سَيِّئَةٌ مِفْلُهَا فَمَنْ عَفَا وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ And he says the recompense of an evil action is that which is, something which is in return, like it. And whoever pardons and rectifies and seeks rectification, then his reward is with Allah. And indeed, Allah does not love the wrongdoers and oppressors. And in relation to the person that has been harmed, then there are three types. The person that has been harmed is of three types. The first of them, ظَالِمٌ يَأْخُذْ فَوْقَ حَقِّهِ And so the first of them is the ظالم that takes back more than his due right. And the second, وَمُقْتَصِدْ يَأْخُذْ بِقَدْرِ حَقِّهِ And the second of them is the مُقْتَصِدْ The مُقْتَصِدْ, the individual that takes that which is his due right. وَمُحْسِنْ يَعْفُ وَيَتْرُقْ حَقَّهِ And then you have the Muhsin that pardons and he leaves that which is his due right. ذَكْرَ أَقْسَامْ فَلَافَ فِي حَاذِ الْعَيَاتِ فَأَوَّلَهَا لِلْمُقْتَصِدِينَ وَوَسَطَهَا لِلْسَابِقِينَ وَآخَرَ لِلْظَالِمِينَ And so these affairs are mentioned within the ayat. That the first of the Muqtasideen and the middle is the Sabiqeen. The Sabiqeen, those that are competing towards good. I had the Muhsin, as mentioned by Shaykh Islam. And the last of them is the Dhalimeen. The last of them is the Dhalim. The one that takes back more than is his due right. This is oppressive. ويشهد نداء المنادي يوم القيامة على لقيم من وجب أجره على الله فلا يقوم إلا من أفا وأصلح وإذا شهد مع ذلك قوت العجر بانتقام واستفاء استفياء واستيفاء سهل عليه صبر والأفو Likewise the person bears witnessed of the call of the one that is called Yom Al-Qiyamah. I had the one that his, or the one that will receive the ajr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the person will not stand except for the one that pardoned and the one that sought rectification. And so if a person is aware of this, and he makes and he leans towards other than that, other than intikam, other than vengeance, and other than that. The affair of sabr 
the affair of patience becomes easy for him. The fourth affair, Rabi, and Yashhad, and who is a affa wa ahsan, all of the dalek min salam is the kalb li ikhwanihi, wa naqaihi min al ghish, wa al ghil, wa al talab al intiqam, wa iradat al shar, wa hasal lahu min al halawat al afu, ma yazid lezzatihi, wa manfaatihi, ajil wa ajil. على المنفع الحاصل له الانتقام أضعافا مضاعفة يدخل في قوله تعالى والله يحب المحسنين. And the fourth is in relation to the one that pardons and has good dealings that this will be passed on to others and bring about the سلامة القلوب. Bring about this affair of salam within the hearts, goodness and peace within the hearts of the brothers, free from cheating or hatred or seeking this affair of vengeance or wanting evil for one another. And no doubt when a person does this, then this is something, this is something that, that will pass on to others and individuals by way of that will taste the sweetness of this affair of pardoning and that no doubt it will bring about an increase in benefit so it will bring about an increase in benefit that which is apparent and immediately and that which is apparent later on much more than any benefit that a person may receive from seeking vengeance so multiplied more than any 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 anything that is sought by way of vengeance, or anything that is received by way of vengeance, as Allah Taala mentions, and indeed Allah loves the muhsinin, the doers of good. Indeed, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala loves those who are the doers of good. And then we have the fifth affair mentioned here, and Ya'lama Annahu Man Intaqam. أحد القط لنفسه إلا أورف ذلك ذلا جده في نفسه فإذا عفى عزه الله وهذا مما أخبره به صادق المصدوق حيث يقول ما زاد الله عبدا يعفو إلا عزا فالعز حاصل له بالعفو أحب إليه وعنف له من العز الحاصل بالانتقام فإن هذا العز في الظاهر وهو يورف في الباطن ذل وعفو ذل في الباطن وهو يورف العز بالعز الباطن وظاهرا باطن وظاهرا So the fifth affair is the mention here that the one that adheres نعم to this affair so he does not seek vengeance at all for himself because no doubt when a person seeks vengeance for something for themselves something to fulfill their own self their nafs then the result of that will the result of that will be that the person will be humbled and this is in relation to the statement of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he states 
that the servant is not increased by way of forgiven except with is. Except with honor. So the servant is not increased except with honor by way of his forgiveness and his pardoning. And so this is a fair that the individuals increased in honor. And this no doubt, this honor is more beloved, will be more beloved to him than anything that he may achieve by way of vengeance. And this is the honor which is apparent. As for that which is within, that which is within the individual, then this is the increase in humility. And so we understand by the one, by the way, if a person is an individual that pardons, he'll be increased in humility within, and by way of that which is apparent, he'll be increased in honor. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The sixth affair mentioned. And the Shaykh mentions where he am in Adam of Fawaid. And it's from the greatest of the benefits. And yashhad al-andal jazam al-jint al-amal. That the person bears witness that the jaza, that the recompense, is from the same form of the action itself. From the same type of the action itself. وَأَنَّهُ نَفْسُهُ ظَالِمُ مذنب وأن وأن من أعفى عن الناس أعفى الله عنه. And so the person understands that when he pardons the people, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will pardon him. ومن غفر غفر الله له فإذا شهد أن عفو عفوه عنهم وصفحه وإحسانه ما إساءتهم إليه سبب لأنه يجزيه الله كذلك من جنس عمله فيعفو عنه ويصفح ويحسن ويحسن إليه على ذنوبه ويسهل عليه عفو وصبره ويكفي العاقل هذه الفائدة. and so as we mentioned the jaza is من جنس العمل that a person will retain the recompense whether that be good or bad the recompense from the same form as the action itself. So when the person here, he pardons, then this by way of that, the recompense is that he'll be pardoned himself by Allah Ta'ala. If a person forgives, then the recompense is that this individual be forgiven. And so when a person pardons and forgives, whilst they have, whilst you find within it, people have been have wronged them, and have done evil actions towards them, then a person understands that if they forgive this, then this is a means of Allah Ta'ala forgiving them and pardoning them and doing good towards them. And then the affair of pardoning and the affair of sabr, patience, by way of these harms becomes easier. 
And no doubt, this is something, and the Sheikh mentioned, Sheikh al-Islam Tamiya mentions, this is something which is sufficient. This is something which suffices for the aqil, for the one that is aqil. For the one with the sound mind, sound intellect, this is something which is sufficient for them. I disfied. The Sabbath, the seventh. And Ya'lam, Anahu Ida Ashtagalat Nafsahu Bintikam wa Talab Al Maqabula Da'a Alehi Zamani, Uz Da'a Alehi Zamanu, Wata Farak Alehi Kalbu, Wafatahu Min Masaleh, Mala Yumkin Istidraku, Wala Allah Hadha Yakun Adam Alehi Min Masiba Alati Nalatu Min Jihati Him Faida Afa was 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 Safa. فرغ قلبه وجسمه للمصالح التي هي أهم عنده من انتقام. And so the seventh affair is in relation to the one that busies themselves, their nafs becomes busied with intiqam, seeking vengeance and seeking this affair of vengeance, becoming busy with vengeance and seeking it no doubt will bring about a waste of a person's time. Why? Because a person's heart becomes attached to this affair of vengeance and busy with the affair of vengeance. And so part, time passes him by and much opportunities of good passes the person by whilst they're not able to attain that time again. The time is gone. And their heart is busied and attached to this affair of vengeance and seeking the vengeance. To the extent that perhaps all of the affair, all of this time that is wasted and all of the benefits that are wasted and, and passed that are passed them by is greater than the actual musibah that befell them in the first place. So rather, what is better for them is that they pardon is that they're patient with that with that musibah. So that their heart may become attached to affairs that benefit them more. وأكرمهم على الله لم يكن ينتقم لنفسه مع أن أذاه أذان أذاء الله لله ويتعلق به حقوق الدين ونفس ونفسه أشرف للأنفس وأزكاها وأبرها وأبعدها من كل خلق خلق مذمومة مذموم وأحقها بكل خلق جميل ومع هذا فلم يكن ينتقم لها فكيف ينتقم أهدنا لنفسه التي هو أعلم بها وبما فيها من الأيوب والشرور بل الرجل العارف لا لا تسوي نفسه عنده أن تنتقم لها ولا قدر لها عنده يوجب عليه انتصار انتصاره لها نعم and so the eighth affair mentioned <coughs> is this affair of intiqam. A person seeking vengeance and going out of their way to seek vengeance. That this is done 
as intisar linnafs that the person seeks vengeance because they are seeking vengeance for their own selves or reparations and vengeance for their own self. Whilst the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never sought vengeance for his own self at all once. And he sallallahu alayhi wa no doubt is the best of the creation of Allah and the most noble of them. And he, whilst being the best of creation and the most noble of creation, did not seek vengeance for his own self. Whilst he was being harmed due to his religion, his deen, and the rights of deen. And that he was a person of honor. And from the purest of individuals. And the most righteous. And the furthest of individuals from attributes and mannerisms that are blameworthy. And that he adhered to no doubt attributes and mannerisms that were of beauty. With all of that being said, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, did not seek vengeance for his own self. He remained patient upon these affairs. He remained patient upon these trials and harms. And so what about ourselves? When we reflect upon our own selves, when we do not have this level of nobility, we do not have this level of honor, we are not from the best of individuals, khulakan, and the furthest of people from akhlaq mazmuma. This is the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So ourselves, when we look at ourselves that are lesser so, in status and station and nobility, how is it that we can seek vengeance for our own selves? When those that are better than us did not seek vengeance for their own souls. Whilst Allah Ta'ala A'lam are more deserving of that. What Tasir in Udi Allah ma fa'alahu lillahi or Allah ma amarahu bihi min ta'ati wa naha anhu min ma'asiyati wajba alayhi sabr wa lam yakun lahu l'intiqam. فإنه قد أوذي في الله فأجره على الله ولهذا لما كان المجاهدون في سبيل الله ذهبت دماءهم وأموالهم في الله لم تكن مدمونة فإن الله تعالى اشترى منهم أنفسهم وأموالهم فالثمن على الله لا على الخلق فمن طلب الثمن منهم لم يكن له على الله ثمن فإنه من كان في الله تلف كان على الله خلق خلفه وإن كان قد أوذي على معصية فليرجع إلى اللوم لنفسه ويكون في لومه لها شغل عن لوم لومه لمن أذاه نعم عشان the ninth the tenth عفوا the ninth affair 
mentioned here by Shaykh al-Islam is the one that is harmed whilst he's doing an action for the sake of Allah. So he's harmed doing an action based upon what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded by way of obedience or prohibited by way of disobedience. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah, he mentions wajaba alayhi sabr. Upon him, in this affair is sabr. Upon him and in this affair is to be patient. And that there is no intercom for him in this affair. There is no revenge and no vengeance that is sought in this affair. Why? Because this person was harmed in the way of Allah. And so his ajr, his reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so due to that you find that the mujahidun, when their blood was spilled to them, their wealth was taken, this was taken in the way of Allah. And so, this is something that which is the thamen or the value of that is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will be returned to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, if the one seeks vengeance for these things, then this is not an affair which is with Allah ta'ala. And it's not an affair which will be returned to them. For indeed, the one that does an action of obedience and he is harmed by way of the action of obedience, then this is an affair which is with their Lord. As for the one that does an action of disobedience, and then he is harmed by way of, his disobe- by way of the disobedience, then know that he should look to his own self and the blame be upon his own self. And he should busy himself with the toba, seeking repentance. Repenting to his Lord. Seeking forgiveness with Allah ta'ala. And then we have the tenth affair. And yashhad ma'iyatullah ma'ahu. Yashhad ma'iyatullah ma'ahu idha sabar. Wa mahabbatullahu lahu wa ridah. Wa man kanullah ma'ahu dafa'anhu min anwa'il adha wal mudarad ma la yadfa'anhu ahad min al-khalqi. Qalallahu ta'ala wasbiru inna allaha ma'asabirin. Wa qal... And so the tenth affair mentioned here is that the person bears witness of the ma'iyah of Allah. The ma'iyah of Allah, that Allah ta'ala is with them. And that Allah ta'ala is with the na'am, is with the one that is sabir, with the one that is patient. And that the love of Allah is for the one that is patient. And the pleasure of Allah is for the one that is patient. And so the one that adheres to that is able to repel the effects of any harms that are brought his way. For indeed, he is reflecting upon the reality 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with him and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves him and that Allah is pleased with him by way of his patience. As Allah ta'ala mentions, and remain patient. Indeed, Allah loves those whom are patient. Likewise, Allah ta'ala mentions, and indeed, and Allah loves those who are patient. Naam. Then we have the 11th affair. And yashhad anna sabr, nisful iman, fala yabdal min imanihi juz'an fi nasrati nafsihi. فإن الصبر فقد أهرز إيمانه وصانه من النقص والله تعالى يدفع عن الذين آمنوا and so the eleventh affair is that we have the mention of sabr being from نصف الإيمان from half of إيمان and so a person should not Naam, leave off something from his iman or exchange a part of his iman in exchange of seeking vengeance for his own self or seeking victory for his own self. For indeed, the one that remains upon sabr. This is a means of a person protecting their iman and protecting it from deficiency. And Allah Ta'ala defends and aids and repels harms for those who believe. Now, then we have to talk for fair. أن يشهد أن صبره حكم منه على نفسه وقهر لها وغلبة لها فمتى كانت النفس مقهورة معه مغلوبة لم تطمع في استرقاق وأصرح ولقائه في المهالك ومتى كان مطيعا لها سامعا منها مكهوراً معها لم تزال به حتى تحلقه وتدرك تداركه رحمة من ربه فلم يكن فيه الصبر لم يكن في الصبر إلا كهره لنفسه ولشيطانه فحينئذ يظهر السلطان القلب وتثبت جنوده فيفرح ويقوى ويطرد الأدو عنه and so, the twelfth of twelfth affair is in relation to the sabr, that a person is aware that their sabr, and the manner in which they adhere to sabr, is a reflection of how they are with their own self, how they are with their own nafs, how they are when it comes to the power and the ability they, that they have, and the authority that they have over their own nafs. And if you find that their nafs overpowers them, and they seek by way of any harms, 
vengeance. Or they turn their back on this affair of sabr. Then this is no doubt an affair that will lead to their destruction. And as for the one that has the sabr, then that which will become apparent is their authority that they have and the state of the heart. And by way of that, a person attains pleasure. And by way of that, the person attains strength. And they are able to reject any enemy. Now we have the 13th affair. And Ya'alam, Anahu in Sabar. فَاللَّهُ النَّاصِرُ وَلَا بُدْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهُ وَكِيلٌ مَنْ صَبَرَ وَأَحَالُ الظَّالِمُ عَلَيْهِ وَمَنْ انْتَصَرَ بِنَفْسِهِ لِنَفْسِهِ وَكَلَهُ اللَّهُ إِلَى نَفْسِهِ فَكَانَ هُوَ النَّاصِرُ لَهَا فَأَيْنَ مِنْ فَأَيْنَ مَنْ نَاصَرَهُ اللَّهُ خَيْرُ النَّاصِرِينَ إِلَى مَنْ نَاصَرَهُ نَفْسُهُ أَعْجَزَ النَّاصِرِينَ وَأَدْعَفُهُ so the thirteenth affair is the person knows, and he has and he has the knowledge. This is knowledge that sabr, that patience. When he has this patience, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is at his aid. Allah but then must, and Allah is his wakil. Allah is his protector in this regard. I the one that has sabr and the one that returns the affair back to Allah when he faces trials, when he faces oppression. As for the one that is seeking to, to aid himself, then Allah Ta'ala will place this individual's protector as his own self. And so he's a nasrun laha. So a person is in aid of his own self now. He's in aid of his own nafs. And so we understand that the one that seeks the aid of Allah and remains patient, we understand that his aid is Allah has come to his aid. We understand that Allah has come to his aid and he is the best of those that can aid an individual. As for the individual that is seeking to aid his own self, he leaves off the affair of sabr. And he's left upon that affair with his own self being the one that can aid him. Then he is left with one that the most, is the, who's the most restricted of those that, are, that can aid and the weakest of those that can aid. Now we have the 14th affair. And the sabruhu ala man adahu wa ihtimaluh yujib rujuh khasmuhu an dhulmihi wa nadamatihi wa iqtidarihi wa lawmun nas lahu fayyud ba'da idha'atihi mustahiyan minhu 
nadiman ala ma fa'alahu bal yusir mawaliyan wa hadha ma'na qawlihi idfa' billati hiya ahsanu falladhi bainaka wa bainahu adawatan ka'annahu waliyun hamim wa ma yulaqaha illa alladhina sabaru wa ma yulaqaha illa dhul khazin azim and then we have this affair of the sabr and the one that is patient upon harms of an individual you find that it's possible that a person returns back from this affair, from his dhulm in a state of regret and in a state of pardon and seeking pardon and you find that this the person is in the light, is in light of the blame of the people and so by way of that they return and due to that they return in a state of humility and embarrassment by way of that other and in regret in relation to their action. And this is as a direct effect of the sabr of the individual. That a person remains sabir. For indeed a person may be may harm an individual and bring trials to him. And if a person reacts to those trials, no doubt the discussion will be now about how the person reacted. Did the person react upon that which was good? Did the person react in a manner that was befitting? However, if the person remains patient upon those trials from this individual, then the focus remains upon this individual and the harmful actions that they have done. And due to that focus remaining upon them, no doubt, you find that a person may return back from his actions, seeking forgiveness of the individual. And likewise, having regret for what they have fallen into. And as Allah Ta'ala mentions, and return Or responding in a way which is better. I respond in a way which is better by way of what they have done from these actions. Naam, the 15th affair mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah is his statement, رَبَّمَا كَانَ الْإِنْتِقَامَهُ مَقَابَلَةُ سَبَبًا لِزِيَارَةِ الشَّرِّ خصمه وقوة النفس وفكرته في أنواع الأذى التي يوصلها إليها إليه كما هو مشاهد فإذا صبر وعفى عمنا من هذا الضرر والآخر لا يختار أعظم ضرر ضررين بدفع الأدناهما نعم I saw the fifteenth affair mentioned here 
is that perhaps in this affair of intiqam, a person seeking vengeance and not remaining patient, it is a means of an increase in the evil that has occurred and can lead to other affairs, other affairs of evil occurring. And this is something which is witnessed. Whilst if a person remains patient and they pardon, then they find themselves then they find themselves in a, in a situation of security from this harm. And a person, no doubt, that is aqil does not choose the greater of the two evils. Naam. The sixteenth affair mentioned and and so, the 16th affair mentioned here is that the one that is ardent and steadfast upon this affair of seeking vengeance and he does not remain patient, then it's a must and it's almost inevitable that he will fall into dhulm. He will fall into this affair of oppression. For indeed, the nafs is not able to restrict itself to that, just to that which is wajib or adal. Naam. And this was something which relates to previous, the previous fair that we discussed. When a person is seeking to return their haq. And there are three types of people in relation to the one that is harmed. That a person seeks more than their haq. They seek more than, that, 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 than they are due. Then you have the person that seeks the exact amount that they are due. And you have the person that pardons and leaves off anything that they are due. And now the sheikh here, he's mentioning, as for the one that is, that is firm upon seeking vengeance, then the inevitable affair is that they will seek more than they are due. They will seek more than that. Why? Because the nafs at this time, at a point like this, the nafs is not able to focus upon that which is adil, that which is just. For you may not find that there's a code, there's that, the, the, that which the nafs leads towards or inclines towards coincides with that which is Adil. For indeed, if a person becomes angry, then, it's, then a person can leave the had, leave with a particular limit where they have a sound mind and are aware of what they say and what they do. 
And no doubt, if a person is not aware of what they're saying or what they're doing, then this may lead to them falling into this affair. This may lead to them falling into an affair where they say something more than, than, than their, due, their due right. Or they act in a manner which is more than their due right. We have the, the 17th. And the Hadith Muslim, Elati Kod Dulumaha, he has Sabbath. Imma li takfir sayah, or Rafa al Daraja, Faidan Takam, Walam Yasper, Lam Tokul, Makfira li sayati, Walla Rafa li Darajati. The 17th is that perhaps this affair that has befallen him, this, this, uh, this calamity that has befallen him, Perhaps it's an affair which is a means. Naam, a means of takfir of sayyah, for example. So it's a means of expiating an evil action from before. Or it's a means of raising a, per- a person in rank. And so if a person does not remain patient upon that, then this expiation will not occur. Or, them being raised in rank and level will not occur. The 18th point, and ya'fuhu wa sabruhu min akbar al-jund lahu ala al-khasmihi fa inna min man sabr wa afa kana sabruhu afahu mujiban lidhil aduwih. And so, the 18th affair mentioned is that the person's forgiveness or pardoning and their patience is the greatest from the greatest things that the person possesses in their arsenal in affair of disagreement or in affair of opposition so as for the one that is patient and as for the one that pardons then <coughs> This patience and pardoning is something that inevitably brings about humility for their opposition. It brings about humility for those that oppose them. The 19th affair mentioned that نفسه خصمه أنه فوقه وأنه قد ربح عليه فلا يزال يرى نفسه دونه وكفى بهذا فضلا وشرفا للعفو and nineteenth is if that person if an individual he pardons in an affair of disagreement then this will bring about the feeling within an individual that he's above the one that he's opposed. And that he has attained some form of profit from this, uh, from this affair. And that this individual, the one that opposed him, will not cease to see himself below that. And so this is sufficient to know that by way of pardoning a person 
or by way of pardoning, this brings about a greater form of honour and virtue. And then we have the final point and the 20th point. Mentioned here by Shaykh al-Islam أنه إذا عفا وصفح كانت هذه الحسنة فتولد له حسنة أخرى وتلك الأخرى تولد أخرى وحلم جرى فلا تزال الحسنات حسناته في مزيد فإن من ثواب الحسنة حسنة كما أن من عقاب سيئة سيئة بعدها وربنا كان هذا سببا لنجاته وسعادته العبدية فإذا انتقم وانتصر زال ذلك and so the 20th point here mentioned and the final point is that if the, when the person pardons and they leave off the affair then this is a hasana this is a righteous action and a good action and so by way of that righteous action, righteous action it will bring about another righteous action and then that will bring about more righteous actions and then a person will find that they that they are they have gathered from a great amount of good and righteous actions for indeed the reward of that which is hasana that which is good and hasana is a hasana just like the recompense or the punishment of an evil act is something which is harm. So perhaps it's a means, this action of pardoning is a means of a person's salvation or a means of a person's eternal happiness. As for the one that seeks vengeance or seeks to bring about aid for their own self, then by way of that, this means has been removed. And so this is the final point that Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions. And in conclusion, we understand by way of these 20 points here, that the one that adheres to this affair of patience will attain much success in the dunya and the akhirah. The one that adheres to patience is the individual that will be raised in the dunya by way of honor, by way of virtue, fadl, by way of humility. And the one that finds themselves patient with the trials, then they understand as well by way of this that they were that they are from those inshallah that will attain happiness in the akhirah. And that is a means as mentioned in this final point, can be a means of their salvation. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So these are the things that we should stick to, adhere to, reflect upon. When we are seeking to remain patient with the trials of this dunya, and Allah Taala knows best. فبارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا.